0: This is the 2448 Podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm Matt Broom, your friendly firefighting financial planner, and this is the 2448 Podcast. This show focuses on improving your finances, your side hustles, and moving the fire service forward through honest discussion. Let's get going. Welcome to the 2448 Podcast, it's Paycheck Friday, so today we are making ends meet. And today we're going to be talking about uh, your savings rate, and why that should be your number one focus when it comes to creating long-term financial wealth. Because this is a conversation that I have with people fairly regularly, mostly firefighters, that we get to talking about investments and the conversation eventually always turns to interest rates and how much they're earning uh, oh i I earned 20% last year did you do that or did the market do that which is a very reasonable question to to ask yourself because the odds are that you didn't really do a whole lot to actually earn that 20%. You put the money into an account that uh, was probably dictated by your employer and was put into investments that you probably didn't even pick. And the environment at large gave you a 20% return that year. And that is what it is because these things fall into two areas typically. There's circle of concern which are things over which we have no real control that's your the interest rate that you earn on your investments then we have things that are within your circle of influence and those are the things that we can really do something about and that is where your savings rate lies how much you are saving year in and year out to build wealth for the long term Proactive people focus their efforts in the circle of influence, not the circle of concern. So, with that said, let's talk about your savings rate. A long-term successful investor is a successful saver. Your metric for investing success should be your savings rate, not your rate of return. You can optimize your portfolio to the best of your ability, get educated in all sorts of efficient market hypothesis and fancy terms like that that are, you know, go hand in hand with investing. And if the U.S. market goes through a recession, you're still going to feel it. It's unavoidable. It's not within your control. And for that reason you need to focus on what is in your control and that's your savings rate as firefighters we don't control when a structure fire occurs what type of structure it is or whether there are occupants in it or not we focus on what we can control our training prior to an event like that happening we train mentally and physically to be prepared for almost any situation so When you're sitting around watching Fox News or CNN or whatever you fancy, don't let the the razzle-dazzle of those people on the financial pornography networks influence your financial decisions. There's a reason why every investment commercial ends with past performance is no guarantee of future results. And that's because even for professionals, investment returns are largely out of their control. We can't even predict this week's weather accurately, never mind something as complex as the U.S. or the global economy. But through all the ups and downs of the market, you should focus on maintaining a specific savings rate based on your long-term financial goals. And With that being said, I'd like to read a passage from The Automatic Millionaire, which was written by a gentleman named David Bach. It's a well, it's a great book on automating your long term investing and building wealth. And he's got some great tips in here and he's got a principle called the Learn to Pay Yourself First principle, where it's basically you invest into tax advantage accounts first and then you use the rest of your money to live your life. And he's got a passage in here called the Pay Yourself First Formula. This is from the book. Over the years, I've received a tremendous number of email messages asking me for a pay-yourself-first formula. Is 10% enough, people will ask. I heard I should save 12%. What about more? What happens if I save 15% of my income? So here's the formula I use now. Everyone's life is different, but this should give you a benchmark to shoot for or plan around. And David says, to be dead broke, don't pay yourself first. Spend more than you make, borrow money on credit cards, and carry debt you can't pay off. If that resonated with you, you need to make some changes to your financial life. If you want to be poor, think about paying yourself first, but don't actually do it. Spend everything you make each month and save nothing keep telling yourself someday how many of you fall into that first the first two categories there if you want to be middle class pay yourself first 5 to 10% of your gross income if you want to be upper middle class pay yourself first 10 to 15% of your gross income if you want to be rich, pay yourself first 15 to 20% of your gross income. And if you want to be rich enough to retire early, pay yourself first at least 20% of your gross income. Now what you've got to consider is that this book was actually written for a, just a popular audience. It wasn't written towards firefighters who generally do retire early. Uh, you've got to consider that age 55, which is the retirement age for my particular department, for most U.S. adults that would be considered retiring early. So you have to evaluate whether or not you are saving enough to actually retire that early. And if you're not, are you willing to leave the job at age 55 and continue working in another capacity so you continue saving at whatever savings rate you are saving at, so that you could retire at another age, maybe 65 or whatever it may be. But you've got to think about that consciously and and come up with a decision that is appropriate for you and your family. For example, currently, Elena and I save 15% of our gross household income towards retirement. This is prioritized before almost anything else we do follow the pay yourself first strategy. And the good thing is about it being a percentage if our income doubles next year, it allows our savings to scale right along with our income. Keeps us from running into any type of lifestyle creep. Helps us maintain our commitment to saving and take command of our extra earnings. So let's see how our savings rate stacks up by referring back to the automatic millionaire. So if you want to be upper middle class, pay yourself first 10 to 15% of your gross income. So that sounds pretty good. Upper middle class for the long run, not too bad. And that's, I guess, what Elena and I would probably be on track to be uh, if you extrapolate that out over 30 or 40 years. But personally, I would like to reach financial freedom much earlier than that. So after our house is paid off, we plan to increase our savings rate significantly so that we can reach financial freedom. For an ambitious young couple hoping to reach financial freedom by 40, that might mean saving 30 to 40% of their gross income every year. But you know, if you're someone who really enjoys his or her career and wants to make work optional at at age 65... Saving 15% of your income will probably get you there just fine. Once you've decided upon your target savings rate, you can begin to you know, kind of modulate your expectations of goal accomplishment based on the different rates of return you may get from your investments. So if you're making $100,000 a year and you're saving 15% of your income, that means you're putting away $15,000 towards retirement. Well, you can extrapolate that over you know, the next... Thirty years using almost any investment calculator on the interwebs and come up with what your nest egg would be, and then you can change those, you know, uh, long-term in- investment returns, estimated returns, and and you know see what the difference is. And it just allows you to kind of plan for future changes if necessary. You know, if you end up only earning six percent versus eight percent and you don't reach your nest egg goal well you might have to reevaluate where you're at five ten fifteen years down the road increase your savings rate if you want to hit a certain you know financial freedom number so as time goes on you might have to increase that savings rate up or down as needed and if you're going to be able to do that you've got to make it a priority you have to prioritize your savings rate and whether you like it or not, the place to do that is within your household budget. If your household brings in $5,000 every month and you want to save 20% of it, you should have a line item in your budget that says savings or retirement, whatever you want to call it, with $1,000 beside it. And it should be prioritized first. And now you can budget for the rest of life's obligations with that remaining 4000 And if you want to be able to do that over the long run, you've got to keep your expenses reasonable. I mean, like it or not, wealth is not a function of how much you earn. Wealth is a function of how much you save. And unfortunately, too many firefighters get on the hamster wheel, go to work, make money, spend money, go to work, make money, spend money, go back to work, work overtime, make more money, spend more money repeat, repeat, repeat. And as we get promoted or get raises or whatever it is, our lifestyles tend to inflate right alongside those incomes, thus exhausting that hamster, aka the firefighter, that's there turning the wheel. So if you want to skip that rat race, you've got to avoid lifestyle creep, align your spending with your values, and, you know, enjoy free or low-cost activities whenever possible. I mean, what do many firefighters do when they get a raise? We've all seen the new truck out there when somebody gets promoted. Lifestyle creep is real, and it hurts your long-term you know, chances of success of reaching financial freedom. Now, let's talk about spending values. Do you value paying $150 a month for Verizon cell phone service? Now, I understand some people have to pay for that due to wherever they live. There might not be many options, but if you live in a large metro Atlanta area or uh, any metro city, do you have to pay top dollar for a you know cell service like that? Probably not. Why not go for a low-cost option? Like, you know, personally, I use Metro PCS. We went from using, you know, one of your major retailers there paying $140 a month for two people to, you know, get just your average service. And now it's $80 a month with Metro PCS and I haven't noticed a damn difference. Do you actually value the Dish Network package that you never get to use because your kids are watching Netflix? No? Well, cut the cord. And the cost also gets cut with that, so quit spending money on things that you don't value, and that will allow you to keep your savings rate a priority. Now I know everyone enjoys a nice family vacation or a nice meal out to eat, and those things can be pricey. So maybe instead of spending thousands to take your kids to Disney World, And I'm not saying don't ever do that, but it should be prioritized within your budget as well. If that's something you want to do, make it a two, three, four, five-year goal and save up for it and pay for it. Certainly don't go into debt to do it. But instead of taking that expensive trip to Disney World, you could just tour some local historic landmarks and go camping for a long weekend. Instead of spending $100 a week to go out to eat, you could take the time to teach your kids to cook and turn your out-to-eat night into kids' cooking night. There are lots of free or low-cost activities that will actually provide more fulfillment to your life. That reduce your expenses, which allows you to prioritize your savings rate. And then that hamster wheel starts to look a little bit different. It looks more like, go to work. Make money. Save. Spin wisely. Go to work. Make money. Save. Spend wisely, and then eventually go to work is optional because you've reached financial freedom. So you've got to remember that successful savers are successful investors. They focus on the thing that is within their circle of influence or their circle of control. They are proactive. They work towards saving and investing more. And they don't allow the market ups and downs to deter them from focusing on that savings goal. The more you contribute, the less you have to rely on uncontrollable factors such as rates of return. And compound interest is a truly magical thing. And it will work. But it takes time. So be patient focus on your savings rate and maintain a long-term perspective. Thanks for listening to the 2448 podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share the show however and wherever you see fit. If you have any suggestions, questions, or if you're interested in coming on as a podcast guest, please go to the Facebook page. There's a Google form pinned at the top. Fill it out, and I look forward to hearing from y'all. I hope you enjoyed the music. They are some friends of mine that make up the band All the Locals, and they were generous enough to let me use their music for the show. So check them out. They flip and rock. But until next time, y'all stay safe. Cheers.